Welcome to the KM Wade Guide to Small Business Marketing for Beginners, your go-to source of info, to help you win more sales and grow your business. Today we're going to answer the question, should you start a blog? So you're thinking of starting a blog but you're not sure whether it's worth the time, effort and expense. You either want to make money online or you want to elicit change. But either way, you're not sure whether blogging is the way to go. Today you'll learn the pros and cons of starting a blog and the situations that make it a good or bad idea. By the end of this, you'll know whether or not you should start a blog given your own unique circumstances. So, first things first. Why do people start blogging? Let's get one thing straight. Are you keen to start a blog so you can share your personal journal with the world? Or do you want to start a blog purely for the joy of writing or to hone your writing skills? No. If you did, you wouldn't need this guide. You'd have started a blog already. So, other than those reasons, there are only really two reasons you should start a blog. You want to make money from your blog. Or you want to help people, or animals, or the environment etc. in a truly altruistic fashion. Now, if you want to make money blogging, that doesn't mean you need to be paid to write blog posts. And you don't need to be paid for every blog visitor or anything like that. But your blog must contribute to earning an income, for example, by driving sales or attracting clients. If it doesn't, it's a waste of resources. So why do people start blogging if making money is their primary motivation? There are four main reasons. They want to sell products, sell services, make money through affiliate marketing, or make money by serving ads. You might do one of these or a combination. Note there are a few other motivations that also lead to greater income, such as to gain professional recognition that could lead to a job offer or promotion, or start a portfolio. But these are less common reasons for starting a blog so I haven't covered them in this guide. Now, blogging helps brands, including individuals, sell their own products and services by funneling members of the target market to sales copy. With affiliate marketing, blogs help in exactly the same way, except they funnel members of the target market through to sales copy for another brand's products or services. Blogs do essentially the same thing for brands that want to make money by serving ads, except that some of the sales copy is displayed in or around the blog post and in many cases, the ad hosting brand is paid for impressions and or clicks instead of sales. Each option offers advantages and disadvantages. If you're selling your own products and services, you get all the profits from the blog but you'll experience all the disadvantages of selling your own products and services. If you're an affiliate marketer, another brand gets most of the profits but you don't have to come up with your own product or service. If you're hosting ads, your success is more dependent on the quality of another brand's advertising but it's also not dependent on the effectiveness of the other brand's product descriptions and landing pages etc. Now on the other side of the coin. Why do people start blogging if their primary motivation is altruistic? The only altruistic reason to start a blog is to improve something like people's lives, animals' lives or the environment. There is also a little bit of crossover. Some of us develop products and services because we genuinely want to help people, animals or the environment and selling a product or service happens to be the best way to accomplish those goals. Given the amount of help we can offer is severely limited if we're employed full-time in a day job, purely altruistic blogs aren't particularly common. As such, I'm going to focus on the non-altruistic side of blogging for the rest of this guide. What are the potential benefits of having a blog? So we've covered why people choose to develop a blog in terms of their big, overarching goal. But how can a blog enable you to achieve your big goal? Here are the main ways blogs can help. 1. Increase domain authority. A high-quality blog is a great way of boosting the authority of an entire domain. If you're trying to sell products or services, having a high domain authority will improve the search rankings of your sales copy meaning more potential buyers will be exposed to your sales pitch. If your sales pitch is good and your product, service is good, this will boost your sales. 2. Facilitate audience engagement. 
a blog is a great way to start a conversation with your target audience no matter what your overall goals are. It's also a great way to get your target audience emotionally engaged with your brand. Without audience buy-in, you can't make changes that will improve anything. And if the members of your audience are engaged with your brand, they're less likely to buy from you let alone become loyal customers. 3. Solve problems. A blog is a superb way to solve the problems the members of your target market face. This is a primary means of achieving altruistic goals and it's also vital for those wishing to make money from their blog. If you can solve the problems faced by members of your target market with free content, they'll trust you more and believe you can solve other problems that they face with your paid solutions. 4. Demonstrate expertise. This is another trust-building aspect of blogs. When you demonstrate how knowledgeable you are about the issues relevant to your industry and to your target audience, blog visitors can't help but trust that your paid solutions are worthwhile too. And your target audience will be more likely to take the actions needed to institute the changes you're pushing for altruistic reasons. 5. Drive conversions. Copy is what actually makes people open their wallets or take action. Blog posts will contain a little bit of copy such as a call to action, and CO title and a meta description, but other than that, blog posts are not supposed to be sales pitches. As such, they won't directly make your target market do what you want it to. But strategic blog posts can funnel the right people through to appropriate landing pages and product descriptions at the right time. 6. Inspire loyalty. High-quality blog posts that truly solve problems for the target audience will be highly valued by that audience. If you consistently provide valuable content, readers, clients and customers will keep coming back to you to solve their problems instead of investigating your competitors. 7. Encourage advocacy. Happy, loyal readers are much more likely to tell their acquaintances all about how awesome you than are first-time customers. So a blog is a great tool for encouraging advocacy which is excellent free advertising. Now, are there other ways of achieving those goals that don't involve blogging? Absolutely. Are there better ways of achieving those benefits? Maybe, maybe not. It depends on a whole bunch of variables which I'm going to go through in the rest of this guide. First up, let's look at how worthwhile it is to have a blog. Are blogs worth it? Given people generally start blogs because they want to make money, is blogging worth it? The short answer is, it can be, but it depends. When we ask, is it worth it to start a blog, we're actually asking two questions. Is blogging profitable? And, are the profits worth the required effort? The first is the easier question to answer so I'll start with that one. Is blogging profitable in 2020? The top blog in the world is estimated to make $41.6 million per month as a result of its blog. And the 10th best blog is believed to make $400,000 per month as a result of its blog. So clearly a blog can be very profitable indeed. But it can also be a complete waste of time. In 2015, Buzzjumo and Moz did a study of 100,000 random pieces of content and found that 50% had been shared no more than 8 times. If we extrapolate that, almost no one is sharing half of the content on the internet. Now obviously some content gets traffic even if it's not shared on social media etc. But that's far from the norm. What we can gather from this, is that there are a lot of blogs out there that no one reads and which don't make any money at all. This is corroborated by a pro-blogger survey which revealed that nearly 40% of bloggers earn less than $10 per month from their blogs. Another survey by blogging.org found more than 80% of bloggers don't even make $100. Why do so many blogs fail to make money? There are lots of reasons why a blog might fail. Chief among them is not putting in the time and effort required to produce and promote regular, quality content that meets the needs of the target market. Sometimes brands just don't understand the value of promoting their content. They just publish posts and hope people will read them. But even if a post has been perfectly optimized for search engines, this just doesn't work. You have to promote and distribute blog posts if you want them to get lots of traffic. 
Often though, it's because the content is terrible or just doesn't provide value to the intended audience. As just one example, many people pick a topic and write 500 words about it and assume they're done. But often that's not enough space to cover the topic in full, or the topic isn't narrow enough for that number of words. Does anyone still read blogs? I sometimes get asked whether the reason so many blogs fail is that people just don't read blog posts anymore. But that's simply not the case. Yes, people do still read blogs. Studies show more than 75% of internet users read blogs regularly. But with so many blogs out there already, more than 500 million in fact, will people read yours if you start one? The simple answer to that is, if you produce a valuable blog that solves real problems faced by your target audience and you tell that target market that you've produced that content and you optimize your content for search engines, then yes, people will read your blog. But it takes a lot of effort to produce blog posts that meet all those criteria. Even the average blog post takes four hours to write and posts are taking a larger investment of time each year. But bloggers who spend six or more hours creating a single post are 56% more likely to get better results and realize the benefits of blogging. And so we come back to our question about whether the potential profit from your blog will be worth the effort. Is the potential profit of a blog worth the effort? Okay, so we've established that blogging can be profitable. But we also know that doesn't necessarily mean that the profits are worth the effort. Now in the case of the top 10 blogs, it's pretty clear that the substantial profits they are making are worth the investment they are inputting. But if your blog were to result in an extra profit of $10 a month, you probably wouldn't continue to blog. The problem is, of course, that you won't know whether your blog will be profitable before you start it. You can make estimates by, for example, researching the profitability of existing blogs in the niche you want to explore. But you cannot know in advance whether you'll achieve the same level of profitability. Having said that, brands that prioritize blogging are far more likely to generate a positive return on their investment. 13 times more likely as a matter of fact. Indeed 80% of bloggers get results. However, only 30% of bloggers report strong results from their blogging efforts. So, really, your best bet is to go into blogging with a clear plan and a detailed understanding of what you need to do to produce a successful blog that drives sales and then constantly evaluate whether your efforts are producing a decent profit and investigate how you can improve your results. Is blogging still relevant in 2020? Lots of people wonder if blogging is still relevant today. And really it all comes down to whether people find value in blogs. Given that so many people read blogs, you'd think that would obvious, but there's always the chance people are reading blog posts in the vain hope of finding what they need. Back in 2012, research showed 61% of people in the US had made a purchase because of something they found on a blog. So clearly, blogging was highly relevant in 2012. But is it still relevant today? Let's look at some recent stats. Higher quality content can increase blog traffic by up to 2,000%. That's a 2019 statistic that illustrates that high quality content can drive lots more traffic. 50% of people are more likely to click on a particular brand name if it shows up more than once on the search results. That's a 2019 statistic and blogging is a great way of getting multiple entries in a single set of search results. 90% of consumers find custom content like blog posts useful, 80% prefer to receive information on a company through custom content and 70% prefer to get to know organizations via guides instead of ads. Their 2018 statistics. Brands that blog get 97% more links to their website. That's a 2017 statistic and it refers to the fact that blogging means more traffic from a wider variety of sources. Clearly, blogging is still super useful and relevant today. So, is it a good idea for you to start a blog? We know blogging can be profitable with effort and we know it can absolutely be worth that effort. But should you start a blog now? To answer that question, answer each of these smaller questions. 1. What methods would you use to make money from your blog? 
If you want to use Google AdSense, blogging might not be your best option as one study showed only 18% of bloggers earning over States dollars per year make money using this method. Affiliate marketing and selling one's own products and services are the two most popular ways high-income bloggers use to generate income from their blogs. 2. Do you have enough resources to invest in creating a blog? There are two ways to look at this. A. Do you have enough time to invest in blogging? If you can't devote 4 to 6 hours to each post, blogging might not be the best way to go unless you're willing to pay other people to write for you. Or B. Can you afford to invest financially in blog content? Nearly half of high-income bloggers spend a minimum of States dollars or more on written blog content. Nearly 20% spend States dollars or more on written content for their blogs. At the time of recording, that's roughly 740 Australian dollars, 380 British pounds, 450 euros or 35,560 Indian rupees. Add to that the fact that 54% have someone edit their work, and including 10 plus images in each guide is likely to help you get much better results, and you can see the costs associated with blogging can quickly add up. And that's not even taking into consideration the costs of producing video and audio or the cost of hosting, website maintenance and all that jazz. If you can't afford this level of investment, you'll need to have plenty of time to invest in creating content yourself. So back to number 3 in our main list. Can you repurpose blog content into other formats that will boost your return on investment? If you can also use your blog posts for other purposes, having a blog will be more likely to be worth your while. Examples of things you could repurpose blog posts as include brochures, email newsletters, podcasts and videos. 4. Do you enjoy writing blog posts? If you don't, you should only start a blog if you're able to commission blog posts. 5. Do members of your target market consume blog content? This will take a bit of research, but the answer to this question is, make or break. After all, if your target audience doesn't read blog posts, you're not going to be able to produce a profitable blog. Two obvious examples of target markets that wouldn't benefit from a blog are elderly people who can't use the internet. If they can't use the internet, they're never going to see your blog. And vision impaired people. Yes, they could use a screen reader, but if your entire target audience is vision impaired, wouldn't it be better to provide content in an audio format, perhaps as a podcast? If you said no to most or all of the questions, then a blog probably isn't right for you. On the other hand, if you answered yes to most or all of these questions, then starting a blog could be right for you. In that case, I recommend you go through the other options open to you to determine whether starting a blog is your best option. It may be that a blog will fit your needs but that another asset is a better fit. If a blog seems like your best option, go ahead and start one up and then evaluable its performance to see if it helps you achieve your goals. If you do start a blog, be aware that blogging is a long-term project and so you'll need to trial it for at least a year if you want to quantitatively assess how useful your blog is. When you're ready to write your first blog post, check out the KM Wade overview of seven types of blog posts that drive sales to generate sustainable business growth and our detailed guide that will teach you how to write a great blog post in eight steps. Together, these guides will teach you the basics of what you need to know to write great blog posts that serve the needs of your target market. Thanks for listening to this episode of the KM Wade Guide to Small Business Marketing for Beginners. If you've learned something from this audio, it'd be great if you could leave a rating or review to help others discover ways they can win more sales and grow their business. And if you'd like to provide feedback or submit an episode request, please email info at kmwade.com.